Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax, welcome back to another edition of the Halablab. I hope you are all storm prepared and have all your storm chips and your storm beer and your storm skincare products if you need those to get through a stormy weekend. Uh, I'm really excited to have Carolyn Crew from Duckish here today to chat with us about her business. Uh, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. Just a reminder, if you're catching us on the podcast, I record this every Friday afternoon on Facebook Live. And I would love for you to come join in live on Facebook some afternoon and interact with my guests. And we have just a couple of spots left for the Hallab Lab for 2019. I'm only recording Halablab through the end of March, and then I'm switching gears to promote Social Media Day Halifax. So if you'd like to have one of those last couple of spots in March, or I think we might have one left in February to talk about your business and let, let Halifax know all about you, um, just send us an email, anita at twerp.ca, it's T-W-I-R-E, and we will reach out to get you scheduled in for that. Uh, if, yeah, that's that. That's it. Got myself confused already. So I'd like to welcome uh, Carolyn Crew, who is the CEO and founder of Duckish. Carolyn grew up in Newfoundland and has a wide ranging background from science to design to photography and most recently an MBA from Concordia University where she met Josh. Oops, I didn't didn't get how to sound his last name. Vital. 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 Mm-hmm. I tell her partner in life and business in 2015 Carolyn and Josh moved to Halifax started duckish natural skincare and had a baby the following year duckish a delightful all-natural bath and body brand is now in nearly 100 stores across Canada and has been featured in a number of popular subscription boxes the company has been a great place for Carolyn to cut her entrepreneurial teeth taking the communications and design skills from her time at the shoe giant Aldo and combining them with her business knowledge and experience. In addition to her role at Duckish, Carolyn teaches entrepreneurship at the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design in Halifax. Welcome, Carolyn. And just to prove it, I'm not just saying this. (laughs) I have Duckish in my pocket. Whoops, got to go this way. Duckish in my pocket, and I actually use it. And I was just telling Carolyn um, that my first exposure to Duckish was actually at a local conference blog jam where they uh, Duckish had put lip balms and all the swag bags and I got one and I loved it so much I hoarded it but then this year I actually bought some to put in stocking stuffers for my kids and I have told them in no uncertain terms not to lose that lip balm because it is the best lip balm it's my favorite absolutely so I'm really excited to have you here today to tell us all about it And we met very briefly at a networking event just before Christmas, and I got to hear the story of what duckish means, but I'd like you to start by telling us, where does the word duckish come from? Sure. Um, So as you mentioned, I grew up in Newfoundland, 
And in Newfoundland, they do um, colorful things with the English language. Um, so there are all kinds of expressions that uh, I grew up with there that turns out are not uh, not a thing anywhere else. Um, and duckish happens to be one of them. So it means dusk or twilight. Uh, sun is set, not quite dark out yet. You would say it's duckish out. And so it was one that always kind of stuck with me because that's my favorite time of day. Uh, and we just thought it was a, a fun little fit for what we were trying to do because if you're going to take a bath with a bath bomb or spoil yourself with some nice creams, mm -hmm. um, it's probably going to be around that time of day as well. Mm, so it's a tip of the hat to the Newfie Roots. You know, it, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for us. And it's a weird word that people ask us about all the time, uh, which fair enough. Uh, so we, uh, we get to tell people about it. Well, that's really cool. It's a really cool throwback to your upbringing in Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't hear any Newfoundland accent. Where's your Newfoundland accent? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I had more, but I haven't lived in Newfoundland in a long time. Uh, so it comes out, you know, if we've been in Newfoundland for a while, uh, mm -hmm. things will kind of sneak out from time to time, but uh, this is what I got. <laughs> well, that's okay. we, we still love you. We still accept Thank you, you in Nova Scotia. Thank you. <laughs> um, so where did the idea come from to start a skincare line, a natural mm -hmm. skincare line? Sure. Um, good question. Uh, a couple of different um, things kind of happen around the same time. So one is my own skin. Um, I've had bouts of eczema for 20 years uh, off and on. And obviously um, anyone who has had their own kind of troubling skin issues, um, you go see a doctor or a dermatologist and often they just tell, they just give you a prescription for hydrocortisone. Um, which I, you know, it works for some people and that's fine. Um, but it didn't really, um, it wasn't a good solution for me. Um, so there's that. So I just kind of knew about skincare products and ingredients and triggers that can cause flare ups and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the real catalyst was when my sister had a baby about five, five and change, uh, years ago. Um, had a little peek at her diaper cream just because I habitually look at ingredient lists in things. Uh, and I wasn't super excited about the ingredients in the diaper cream, uh, which led to a spirited debate uh, <laughs> about, uh, about ingredients and about, you know, just skincare products and baby products. And in her head, natural products had to be expensive. Mm -hmm. And there was the question, especially around baby products, like, will it work? Um, yeah, so because I, you know, am who I am, uh, I saw it as, I guess, a bit of a challenge. Um, so I just started reading about, like, diaper creams and, like, baby products and ingredients and why do companies use this ingredient in a diaper cream versus that ingredient. And I started kind of nerding out and checking out Health Canada's, you know, guidelines and thought, you know, I'm going to take a little kick at the can see if I can come up with something uh, based on everything I read and, and uh, just my own kind of experience to see if, you know, see if I can create something. Um, and so my sister and some other very generous friends with babies um, would try out the diaper cream I made. Uh, so it's a diaper cream and a twist up stick. So it looks kind of like a deodorant. Oh, okay. So it means that you clean up their little bums and you don't actually have to touch the diaper cream with your hands. You can just rub some in 
to their clean little bum, or you could rub some into the clean diaper. Oh, cool. That would have pre prevented a big mess that happened at my house when I had toddlers. Yep. And especially <laughs> if you're changing diapers while you're out in the world, mm -hmm. um, you don't always have access to a sink and diaper cream does not want to come off your hands. Um, so this just means you can skip the touching of the diaper cream altogether. Um, so yeah, these, these friends and um, my sister basically help me iterate and create a better and better version of this diaper cream. And uh, that sort of, you know, if we can make a diaper cream that people say is working um, for them and they're telling their friends about it, you know, I, because I have my own history with skin issues, like maybe there's something that I can do for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just kind of, you make a few batches of things, you try it out, you see what people think. And then it just kind of snowballed from there because people were asking for more and people were telling their own friends. Right. Yeah. So I, I assume what scared you on the back of that first diaper cream bottle was that you couldn't mm -hmm. pronounce the ingredients probably. And so that it depends. It depends. Each product is different. So um, that is often the case. <clears throat> but as well, um, a lot of the times with diaper cream, petrolatum and mineral oil are ingredients that you'll find, which are, you know, and they've been used for a long time. So like Vaseline is petrolatum, mm -hmm. um, but it's a byproduct of mining. So it's a really, really refined, you know, uh, chemical oil that comes as a result of mining. So I feel like, yes, I guess you can use it. It's fine. Uh, people have been using it and it's, you know, seems to be safe enough, but if there's an alternative, why would you want to use that? Right. Um, so I, I just kind of feel like there are better options out there, even if it's not our stuff, I just feel like there are better options out there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's a really common, it's cheap. So it ends up in a lot of, a lot of products. Right. So where did you go after diaper cream? The diaper cream was a hit and you said, mm -hmm. okay, I have a knack for this. What's next? What happened? <laughs> um, then I think it was either the body butter or the lotion stick. Um, so the lotion stick for anyone that's, I guess, unfamiliar, um, it's basically like a lip balm, but for your skin. Mm -hmm. So it's in a twist up stick. We have two sizes. One is a deodorant size, which is great for legs and body surface, like a larger amount of surface area. And then we do a mini version as well, which is a teeny tiny stick that basically fits in the palm of your hand. And you just twist it up and you rub it in anywhere you have dry skin, could be face, lips, hands, uh, body, um, but because it's not, um, it doesn't have any water, which is usually the first or second ingredient in every pump or squeeze tube lotion out there. Um, they're about five times more concentrated than a water-based lotion. So that little bit goes a really long way. And it really, that was something that really had a big effect on my own skin issues. Um, so that one, the trial and error to get the recipe right on that, um, I think was probably the next kind of top priority. Um, because when you have eczema and you have just, you know, not even eczema, but just really dry skin, it sucks. <laughs> like it sucks. Um, it does. yeah, you know, you're really uncomfortable and itchy. Um, and it can be painful for some people even. So it's, uh, that was probably the, um, the next uh, high priority item on my own list. 
um, given that I didn't have a baby at the time. Um, so yeah, that's the long-winded, I guess, answer to that question. Well, yeah, low yeah, so that's I was going to ask you actually about the water thing because I think mm -hmm. when I when I stopped by the booth at the the uh, craft market at the forum this Christmas, yeah. that was one of the mm -hmm. things I learned there because I wasn't yeah. familiar with the lotion in a stick. I thought I thought it was deodorant. Yeah. I probably said yeah. that, and, and people do. That's fine. Yeah, and so I thought that's really cool. It's it's um, I hate. Okay, I'm going to make a comparison here that is kind of bad, but it's kind of like sure. the hot Tide Pod. Of yeah lotion because that's what the tide pods do right they remove mm -hmm. most of the water from the detergent yep. so yes. a terrible chemical comparison but i it was no, really, but I get it. really nice mm -hmm. and and i can see so many benefits to having the stick in your purse instead of a cream that could spill or freeze Absolutely. and burst or yeah so the fun thing about those is because there's no water they're um, in a, as a, like a loose estimate, about five times more concentrated than the pump and squeeze lotions, just because there's no, everything that's in the lotion stick is either a butter or an oil or um, a little bit of beeswax. So it's everything in there is meant to hydrate, condition your skin, as well as lock in moisture. Um, whereas the other kinds of lotions out there, because they can be up to 85% water, um, some of that water is going to evaporate from your skin. Um, and the other thing is just, it's not going to do anywhere near the same job as an, an oil or a butter. Mm -hmm. Um, the other kind of cool side benefit to that is just like we were mentioning with the pod, um, less packaging is required. So you can take a giant bottle of lotion and squeeze all of the good things into this tiny little tube. Right. Um, so there's less packaging and just like less energy is used transporting it, you know, back and forth and around, uh, like shipping to customers, uh, shipping across the country to all the stores that carry our stuff. Mm -hmm. So even though we still have, we have to put them in something. Um, so it is a plastic tube, uh, which we would love to be able to do better on that front as well moving forward. But the fact that it significantly reduces the amount of packaging um, has also been a big, big feature for us. And because, as you mentioned, um, they're not going to spill or leak, they have been a huge, huge hit with people that travel, mm -hmm. people that camp, people that are just kind of on the go. Because people, when especially when I do shows, um, people love to tell me about all these stories of like their lotion exploded in their suitcase and, and that kind of thing. So they've been a really big hit with people for a variety of reasons, and we're really excited about them. Yeah. So tell us yeah. about, I know there's more than two products. So what other yes. products do you have? Sure. Um, so yeah, we have the diaper cream and we do a baby body butter as well for babies. So a really rich, thick cream. It's made with about 75% organic shea butter. Wow. So very decadent. Um, we do that for babies, but we also do that for adults, uh, non-babies. Um, everything we do as well, it uses essential oils as the scent. We don't use any artificial dyes or fragrances. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a couple bath products, um, if you're a bath kind of gal. Um, so we do bath salts and then we do bath bombs. Um, and our bath bombs are a little different than what people may be used to. Um, our bath bombs are dye free. So basically you take your bath. You get all the fizz and fun of a bath bomb, all the moisturization, all the aromatherapy, um, but you're not going to be pink and full of sparkles <laughs> at the end of it. And you're also not going to have to immediately scrub your bathtub. 
which I don't want to do after I've had a nice relaxing bath. Um, so yeah, they're little cubes. Mm -hmm. They're a perfect size for one bath. And uh, they've also been incredibly popular because uh, bath bombs often use artificial fragrances as well. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of people actually write us saying that they've, uh, their kids have used them. And this is the first time they've been able to use a bath bomb without having like a weird skin thing afterwards. Mm. Um, so yeah, they've been really popular as well. And then we do some uh, lip balms and then we do some gift sets. My daughter is obsessed with bath bombs. Like mm, obsessed they're with yeah. bath bombs. And so she got a ton of bath bombs from all kinds of different places over Christmas. And yeah. <laughs> uh, she uses them every time. So I do not scrub the bathtub every time. But I looked mm -hmm. in there one day and there were streaks of black yeah. and sparkles all over the bathtub. So yep. I appreciate what you just said. And now yeah. I'm going to have to go get some bath bombs for her because she also likes the smell and she was told yeah. and was scared of it turning her skin color too. So yes. she, <laughs> oh, my daughter's so funny. She used to take her bath, yes. get out and then yep. put the bath bombs in. <laughs> okay. She wouldn't take a bath in them because somebody told her it was going to dye her skin. I guess I kind of defeat the purpose of the bath bomb, but well, that's uh, what I said. What's the purpose? Yeah. Just, anyway, that's yeah. that's a whole other thing. But I'll have to um, get her some of those because she does. She loves to take baths. Yeah. Just the nice smell and the nice soft skin. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So and then you've got the gift baskets, which are always always nice to try yes. everything out. Yeah. Um, anything new coming? Any new products coming down the pipe that you're working on? Yes. So um, a couple things. Uh, the one that's definitely, it's already, the wheels are in motion, is we have the diaper cream in that deodorant size. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to offer it in a little mini size, just like the mini lotion stick, uh, which is going to be, we get asked about it constantly, um, especially when we do shows, because the mini one, because it's so small and tiny, um, you throw it in a diaper bag and you have it with you. Uh, so again, same idea, amazing for just on the go if you have uh, a tiny human in diapers. Um, so that's going to be coming up, we're hoping by March. Um, so I think there are going to be a lot of moms and dads who are going to be excited uh, to hear about that when we kind of officially announce it. Mm -hmm. And then a couple other products we constantly get asked about deodorant because our large lotion stick looks sort of like a deodorant, it uses the same kind of packaging. Mm -hmm. So we also have wheels in motion um to be able to move forward with a with an, a deodorant so oh, nice yeah we get asked about it constantly so we're really excited to be able to say like yes it's it's coming um yeah somebody in on my facebook recently a couple of people were talking back and forth about trying some natural deodorants so mm -hmm. uh, crystals it's a big deal for people. crystal i can't remember who it was that was saying they were trying it so yeah. uh, and i've thought about it too because there's certainly yeah. a lot of uh talk about the people. chemicals and deodorants absolutely and people come to our table and some of them are they just zoom right towards the large the deodorant size lotion stick and I have to like I feel bad because I'm like crushing there they think it's a deodorant and basically the conversation that we have over and over again is that yes there are natural deodorants out there but they don't work mm -hmm. which seems to be a thing or a lot of them use a lot of baking soda which causes irritation over time mm -hmm. um so there's still clearly a need for a deodorant um so we're gonna give it a go see what we can do you're gonna tackle that one yeah 
So, okay. So be, where can people get your products? They can get it online. Yes. Um, so we have everything available online pretty much all the time because we make our own products. Um, it's pretty rare that we sell out of things. Um, and then as well, we're, we have a, a link at the top of our website called where to buy. Mm -hmm. And that lists all of the stores across Canada that carry our products. Um, so each store carries a variety, a different kind of variety. So some stores may only have mini lotion sticks and other stores may only have baby products. So we always make sure that we remind people that everything is always available online. Um, because even though it is available in, um, yeah, close to a hundred stores across Canada now, and that's set to, um, keep going even higher, um, in the next month or two. So that's really exciting, but we always have everything that you could possibly want in every cent, uh, on our website. Awesome. And the stores that you're in, are they mostly yeah. small boutiques or are you in some of the bigger chains? Uh, so we're in, it's a variety. Some of them are gift shops. Some of them are independent health food stores. Uh, some of them are kind of like mid-size, um, grocery stores. Um, we have a couple in the spring, um, very large and popular, um, fancy supermarkets that I will, I can't name right now, but, um, sure. they will, they will be carrying our stuff, uh, in the spring. Uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, and it means as well that, uh, you know, we can say like our stuff is carried by this fancy supermarket. Therefore, you know, you should carry it. Um, right. So uh, yeah, there are a lot of um, larger, more prominent retailers that uh, are definitely getting on board, um, but it's a kind of a mix mm -hmm. um, in terms of the kind of store. But we do, we, uh, we try to update our, our where to buy list every month. Um, and we have shops now, I think in just about every province, um, that carry our stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so obviously it's not every nook and cranny, which is why selling home line is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's $4 and 95 cents for shipping on any order above $20. I think free shipping as a $50, mm -hmm. which is completely reasonable. Um, yeah. So kind of a mix. So. I'm thinking now about the manufacturing yep. process. Do you have mm -hmm. a big manufacturing space? Or are you doing this still in your house, in your garage? Nope. Where are you doing no, it? No, no, we have a manufacturing, a separate manufacturing kitchen um, that is based here in Halifax. Um, and we have people that help us do that. It's basically, it started out with just me and Josh. Mm -hmm. And now um, we just like, it's, it's too much. Um, so we've had to, to grow, obviously, which is fantastic because part of our, we see this company as an opportunity, which is gonna sound super cheesy, but it's, it's honest, um, as an opportunity to better the community. Um, so the idea that, well, A, we can provide people with products that make them happy and feel really good in their own skin, which I think is like a big win, but also like we have been hiring through um, a program at the YWCA. Uh, which has been really great. So it's, it's basically women that have things have kind of gone off the rails a little bit for whatever reason, and they're looking to get back into the workforce. So they do some training, um, and then they basically do a work term and we have chosen to, to keep them on board. Wow. And we've been really working awesome. with, yeah. Uh, and we plan to keep, keep doing that. Uh, and as well, we um, are just about to start working with an organization in Dartmouth called uh, DASC, 
mm-hmm. which is like the Dartmouth Adult Services Center, I think is the, yep. the acronym. Yep. So yep. they're going to be doing some labeling for us. Um, so basically we want to use this business to yeah help people feel great in their own skin. Um, but also if there's an opportunity to kind of work with another great organization, Dress for Success, we did a little mini campaign uh, in the month of December uh, with our gift cards. Um, so any gift card purchased, um, a percentage goes to them here in Halifax. And they've been selling our products uh, for the past month or so at the social boutique. Okay. Um, yeah. So anytime we get an opportunity to work with uh, an organization that's doing something really great for the community, um, we really try to figure out a way uh, to make it work for everybody because that's kind of part of the reason why we're doing all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said that's cheesy, but I don't think that's cheesy at all. I think that's fabulous. I know but people, people always say like, you know, a percentage of profit goes to this and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a unique thing necessarily, but it's something that's really, uh, really important to us. But how you're going about it is, mm. is somewhat unique because you're, you're hiring women from the YWCA program. Mm. Yep. Not everybody's doing that. I mean, that, that in itself says something about the way that you do business. I used to work at the YWCA, so oh, I cool. know that program. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I just love that you're looking out for the community that way and bringing people in that need a little leg up. We're trying. <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, so what I wanted to ask you about the manufacturing was sure. you've got, you've got uh, a big contract coming up that you can't mm-hmm. name, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't want mm-hmm. you to name it. Um, but does that mean you have to expand your manufacturing space or are you going to be able to do it in the same space? We're trying to, we like the space we're in right now. We have a production kitchen in Spryfield mm-hmm. uh, and we really like the situation we have going there. Um, <clears throat> we're going to try to stay there for as long as we can. Uh, so I don't know, this is the, I guess the day-to-day reality is like, we don't know how it's all going to shake out. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that we'll have to make a move at some point. Um, but it's kind of hard to say when exactly um, we would have to do it, but we're going to try to we're actually working with some engineers from Dalhousie through a grant um, with NSBI to help us figure out a bunch of things Um but one of the things that they're helping us with in particular right now is how to configure our existing manufacturing space and our processes to make sure we're as streamlined as possible to be able to stay in this place for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got distracted by my phone ringing over here. So that's okay. I had to turn it over. Um, I love also that you're in Spryfield because you know, anybody who might be listening from outside of Halifax may not know that Spryfield gets a bad rap, right? It really yeah. does. And there's some really great um, organizations and businesses o- out there that people would yeah. know and they would think of as being from Halifax and not really think mm-hmm. of them as being from Spryfield. So I love yeah. that you're located in Spryfield. Cool. We're, uh, we're enjoying it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is also a social media show. So yes. um, let's change tracks a little bit and talk about social media. How how does social media help your business, and how do mm-hmm. how are you how are you using social media to get the word out about your business? Sure, um, I would say it plays a significant role, uh, and I feel that 
is the case for any online business. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, we have a Facebook account, we have a Instagram account, and we have a, a Twitter account. Um, for us, and this is the, one of the things that I teach in my class, um, in my opinion, you should only be using the social networks that your customers are using. Um, because why would it takes a lot of time and effort uh, to keep everything going and to create content. So mm-hmm. why would you do that if your customers are not, I mean, you should, of all people should know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you do that if your customers aren't there? Um, so for us, we use each of those tools a little differently. We don't use Twitter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more, Twitter is more of a, a, an informative sort of tool for us. So if we're doing holiday shows or if there's a sale that's happening, um, but it's not something that um, we spend a ton of time uh, trying to reinvent the wheel on Twitter. Mm-hmm. For us, um, based on our website analytics, we get a significant amount of our traffic from Facebook. Um, and the age range is across the board. You would think that it might skew a little bit older, but it's really from 25 to, to 65 is the, um, the customer that we have mm-hmm. that's visiting us from Facebook. And we use Facebook both, both for, uh, again, information. Uh, we're going to be at these upcoming shows. We're doing these things. Uh, we're working with this other great organization. Uh, we try to share content that's relevant. So things that are happening in the world of skincare or beauty, um, that kind of stuff, you know, the, the idea of providing value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Instagram we use, obviously, because it's a highly visual medium. Um, and it helps us just using hashtags and that kind of thing helps us get in front of people that maybe fit our customer profile, but wouldn't necessarily come across us any other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's good for exposure and I'm slowly, uh, figuring out Instagram stories, which (laughs) I know video and Instagram stories, like I know I should be doing more of, but there are just too many things happening. So, Mm -hmm. uh, the struggle to keep things going is, is real. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, we use all of those three, um, channels and I think we, we at least try to use them for different purposes, but, um, one reinforces the other. Mm -hmm. And obviously the goal is that, you know, people may find us via one of these social media channels, but, um, ultimately to learn more, they would go check out our website. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the struggle that you're having is one that we've heard many times on this Mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, Mm -hmm. lots of small business owners will say the same thing. I know I should be doing this, but it's a lot of time. And I think the best part of what you said is you're really trying to figure out where your customers are and -hmm. making the best use of that. So if your customer's Mm -hmm. not all over Twitter, don't go to Twitter. No, No. I, I love Twitter. So it, mm-hmm. it, my heart breaks a little bit anytime somebody says they're not I'm using sorry. Twitter. <laughs> no, I know, but it also ties in with our business goals. Sure. Right. Um, so yeah, Twitter, Twitter is, has definitely has its utility. We could probably do a lot more with Twitter. Um, but for now, Facebook and Instagram seem to be the channels that are actually driving traffic to our website. Absolutely. And I think it's hard to argue with those numbers, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's important that you're looking at the numbers. So many businesses, they wouldn't even know 
where to look to see that those are the channels that are working. And so maybe, mm -hmm. you know, if they love Twitter as much as I do, they might be staying on Twitter because they think it's working, but they don't really right. know. Yeah. So if you were to, if, if another business owner was to come up to you and say, oh, I see what you're doing on social media. I think I need to do more social media. What would be yeah. your biggest tip for them? Um, is your customer there? Mm -hmm. um, I think that your business goals, what is it that you're trying to achieve by using any other social, any social media channel? Um, I think that is an important question to have an answer to. Um, and I think as well, like who is your customer? Uh, so your customer persona or profile and what channels do they use? Um, I would say if, cause there's only so much time in a day uh, to devote to these sorts of things. Um, I think those for me would be the fundamentally the two key pieces of kind of business stuff uh, mm -hmm. that I would be considering when making that kind of decision. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting because uh, I ask people that question as well. Mm -hmm. you know, tell me about your customer and why, why is it you think you need to be on X? Well, because yeah. everybody's there. But sometimes no. I have one client in particular that every six mm -hmm. months or so they come back and say, well, we really should be doing something on YouTube. And mm -hmm. the problem is they don't want to produce video mm -hmm. and their customer base is highly female and of an older, older age. That's yep. not the typical demographic for YouTube. So yep. it, it is really important that you sit and you think about where your people are actually hanging out. I always yes. tell people, it's much easier for you to go to the network where all your customers are hanging out and learn how to use it than for you to try and drag all those people from one network over to the one you like. Totally. Totally agree. So, so I, I, I love what you said about that. Mm -hmm. And I think quality, quality over quantity. Um, so we actually just started working with someone for social media mm -hmm. and, uh, she is really good uh, and like her very much uh, and she keeps us in line, uh, which is good. Um, but I would rather post something every few days mm -hmm. and have it be good and interesting and valuable, uh, even if it's just like for a laugh or it's a beautiful photo or whatever it is, um, than to just kind of inundate uh, our followers with stuff that's kind of meh. Yeah. I think the days of, of posting five or six times a day for most small businesses yep. is gone. And it's not really. feasible. <laughs> like really it's not feasible. And it mm -hmm. just, it really tanks your engagement and it annoys your followers. And I think we've, we've definitely seen a, a clap back of that for most of the small business community. So that's good. Yeah. Quality, quality. We're definitely quality. More for quality. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just share cat videos all day, even though that would be fun and easy to do. From time to time, from time <laughs> to time, because sometimes they're really funny. Yeah. Uh, any other tips for social media that you'd like to pass on to other business owners? Uh, I think staying visual um, mm -hmm. is definitely going, I mean, at least for us and just as a, a person that I am a visual learner, which may also sound kind of dorky. Um, but I think that people are not going to read a giant, you know, paragraph necessarily. So if there's a way to use your visuals to communicate whatever it is that you're trying to communicate, 
um, I think that's also uh, a big deal uh, for businesses as well. If they're trying to actually use those social media tools to engage with people and like, you know, whether provide them with value, whether that's it, like giving them a good laugh, you know, some comic relief or teaching them about ingredients or teaching about them about their products or, you know, get, keeping them informed on what's happening in that kind of industry. I think if there's a way to do that with a, a visual aspect to it, um, I think you're going to get more people interested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Any, any other, anything else you want to tell us about Duckish before we wrap things up? Um, we make delightful <laughs> skincare products. Uh, no, I mean, I think um, we're still pretty new um, mm -hmm. and uh, we're okay with that. You know, the slow, the slow kind of growth. Um, and we, yeah, we, we think that we're doing this for the right reasons. Uh, and we're really excited about uh, providing people with products uh, that, again, make them feel good in their own skin. Um, and we're doing it without the sketchy, you know, not so great ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're doing it for a reasonable price. Uh, so all in, uh, I would say, you know, give us a go. Give us a try. Check us out. I agree. I think people should. I think they should start with the lip balm. <laughs> and love their lips a little bit um yeah. but you've also got an offer for people who are listening in or watching the the uh, podcast today yeah there's i do a, yeah there's a 20 percent off discount for anybody who's listening in today at the online store and kim's already i mm -hmm. think kim has dropped the uh, link into the comments here already um but the discount code to get 20 percent off your order is oh shoot halablab Hallie 20 Black. i think it was yep i think it was halablab 20. Yep. So um, take advantage cool. of that to try out some of their products and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Carolyn, for joining me today. I'm just going to wrap things up here. Sure. Um, thank you. If you were listening, if you're listening to the podcast again, please take me up on my invitation to come on a Friday afternoon and watch live and interact. We had a few comments today. So thank you to the people who were chiming in in the comments and telling us how much they love duckish products already. Oh, yay. Um, we, we see the comments there and I appreciate that there's people watching live and interacting with us. And I hope that um, Carolyn, I'm sure you will appreciate the love from those people as well. When I you do. Go read it. So um, if you would like to grab one of the last spots on the Hallablab for February or March, send me an email at info at twerp.ca. And otherwise, I will see you back here next week for another episode of Hallablab where we're learning about small businesses in Halifax that need a little extra boost. And hopefully we're sharing some businesses with you that you've never heard of before. That's my goal is to just promote some businesses that uh, need a little bit more love. So hopefully we're all feeling the love today. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Carolyn, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, I'll see everybody next week. Stay social, Halifax. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halablab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode 
And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halitlab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.